Hey, dorks. Just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes, and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Mindgappodcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And we're back at it again, and Justin's back in the house. He's back oh. in the house. Yes, I am. Mm, back mm, in the house. Mm, 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 mm. It was great having <laughs> no one on no on last time, but it's always good to have the main man, the, the main gapper back in the chair. Man, it feels good. I'm very thank you to Noah for uh for filling filling the seat, keeping it warm while I was gone. And I would ask that you kindly don't fart in the seat as much as you did while I was gone. Well, I have to say, uh, Noah did a phenomenal job. We had a really good conversation, and uh, it's always good getting an opportunity to chat with him. He had some really good uh, highlights, which you should check out on our YouTube page. A couple of real bangers where, where Noah had some thoughts about things. I, I was like, is this what it's like talking to me when I get passionate about stuff? Because, man, Noah's got some great opinions, and I love him. It was really great. It was very cool. So you should go check that out. We both drink at the same time. God damn it. We plan this. We don't drink at the same time. Guys, guys, this is the thing. We can take a week off from seeing each other, but this connection never dies. Mm -mm, never. Never dies. Never dies. Yeah. Love the game opinions. Yeah, they were really good. Noah had some some good opinions. He also had some really interesting opinions about, you know, just being able to watch and enjoy content. Which I know, Justin, you would appreciate as well, as opposed to being like, this is the best or the worst thing ever. It's like, just watch it and enjoy it. You can enjoy it and then also objectively be like, this isn't good, but you can still enjoy it. So, you know. Right. I did. <clears throat> that was when he brought that up. It made it made me think. Uh, it made me just think back to a lot of the stuff that we talk about. Just often we we do rag on stuff. And, and a lot of the time we we talk about often that we don't want to put there's enough negativity in the world and we don't want to put more you know, just shitting on things out there. Yeah. But uh, it's very easy to fall into that. And yeah. you and I do tend to do that. So hearing him say that was a nice reminder of like, yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, content is just content. And just if someone likes it, let them like it. Yeah. Like when you brought up the Fast and the Furious franchise, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. It's not for you. It's not for me, but it's for for some people out yeah. there. Obviously, they made nine fucking movies out of it. It's for someone. Yeah, it's for someone you know? out there. It's for Chet. Yeah. You know, it's for Chet. Marvel scratches our itch, mm -hmm. does nothing for Drew. Yeah, you know, but there hey, you go. There They're you go. There. It's a thing. Yeah, and it's like I can understand if it's everywhere and you're kind of sick of seeing it. Like if I didn't like Marvel, that would suck, man. Like I, I did not like Avatar, and just seeing the the fact, the mere fact that it was being considered for like best writing. I was like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Like it's, it's absurd. Like when you see something get so much praise, like. Twilight, I at least understood, like, why people enjoyed it. Like, it made sense yeah. to me, you know? But <laughs> okay. I'm like, I'm not going to enjoy it. And I didn't get all, you know, butthurt about people liking 
that content. I'm like, whatever. It's it's their thing. I get it. You know. Wait. It kind of bothered did me. You just make a lichen joke. It did. It did. Nice. Yeah. That was very subtle. Yeah. Um. Uh, what bothered me, I think, most about that was the adult women that were really into Twilight. That was the thing that kind of like I was like, if you flip the gender tables on that, much different story. <laughs> Because there was like, I don't know, I posted when I was on Facebook, there was a, a photo of like a whole bunch of these were had to be like, I don't know, 35 plus women yeah. just like age wise, just holding signs. It's like, I don't know, like marry me, whatever name of the one of the male characters. And they were looked like they were just like, yes, it's like imagine yeah. if these were dudes and they were like super pumped about the, the women in this film. It's like, yeah, it's pretty gross. That is one thing that is interesting. It's just that like. It's that the concept of yeah, like the the thirty something, forty something year old women can be like, oh my god, swooning over a very young Robert Pattinson, but mm -hmm. uh, it just inherently feels wrong if you are you know looking at a a very young, still legal, but very young uh, yeah. you know actress in the same role as a man. It's it's a much different. It is interesting how those uh, dynamics. Those gender dynamics play out. It's like that South Park episode uh, where, like, the female teachers, you know, sleeping with the kids, and all the cops are like, "Nice, nice." Right? Yeah, it goes you right know? back to the yeah. Nice, exactly. It's 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 super gross. Uh, Rolo says you may have had this question before. What's your favorite Marvel movie? I'm watching them in chronological order. I'm up to the first Thor film. Damn, oh, boy. Yeah, you're way behind, pal. But I'm proud of you for watching it. Um, wait, wait, is this? Are you just starting to watch them? Or are you going back and rewatching them now in chronological order? Yeah, define, uh, enhance. Because yeah. I, I, I have, I'm reading that as like you haven't seen them before. So, because if you haven't, then I'm curious to know about your journey. Uh, for me, I'd say uh, watch them for the first time. Look at that! How exciting! Wow! All right, impressive. I think for me, it's it. Uh, my my top ones are Captain America: Winter Soldier. Um, Infinity War is just so good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, shit. Uh, oh, it's so hard, man. It's so hard to choose. Like I, for me, Iron Man one will always have, if not the top spot, real, real close to the top spot. Yeah. There was just something seeing that for the first time. There was something so mind blowing about it. Yeah. It was just incredible because you're like, oh, oh, this, this is a whole different thing we're doing now. Like from all the superhero movies we saw up to that point, it just something inherently felt different about it. And yeah, I for I, there's just I've seen it. I can't tell you how many times, but uh, you know, it, it never it never gets old. I still get that excited feeling the first time you see him fly out in the full. The full painted, like mm -hmm. ready to rock and roll Iron Man outfit. You're just like, all right, this is this pretty is pretty cool. badass. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's it may it's not hard, be the man. best movie as yeah. far as movies go, but there's for me like a personal. That's my favorite. I think. Yeah, Infinity War, like Captain America: Winter Soldier, was to me like it was, it was, it was an amazing Captain America story. It was really cool. It it totally rocked the Marvel Cinematic Universe as far as just like what happens and how it changes things. And it was yeah. a really cool, cause the first Captain America is fine. I watch sure. it I'm like, this is fine, but it wasn't where I, you know, Cap wasn't where he needed to be yet. It's like watching right. episode four of Star Wars. Like Luke is really fucking annoying in that movie. 
because he really he's a kid he's a teenage kid he's yeah. like man i don't want to be here oh well, it's too much we can buy our own cruiser for that amount of money well, that's not too much different than hitting wombats in my t-16 back home he's a real piece of shit in that movie yeah. but then you watch his transition to like empire strikes back and then into you know uh, return of the jedi and you're like oh wow this guy has really grown and become something it's the same thing like he's he's fine in that movie but you see where he goes and where he ultimately comes to you're like god damn this guy has a pretty cool arc and the end of it but i'm curious to rollo check in with us and let us know what you what you like as you go along it's it's very very cool and uh, uh noah says you gotta check out uh, squid game which i just started watching tonight Noah, i think watched it all in one day today it's on netflix um don't What's watch any, don't watch any to... trailers just okay. watch it all right. all right just watch it so there we go all right, before, man, this is great. We had an awesome pre-roll show. This is already off the hinges. I fucking love it. I fucking love it. Let's get through some housekeeping real quick here. Housekeeping. Uh, if you don't already, please check us out on Spotify. Listen to us there. Follow us there. Like us there. I don't know how Spotify works. I've never signed up for an account. And whenever you share a link to me that is Spotify, fuck you, because I can't listen to it, because I don't want to set up an account. Thank you very much. Uh, we're elsewhere, but please check us out on Spotify. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, also, please check out our Discord. Uh, head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast in our about section. You will see a little banner that says Discord. Click on those words. There will be an invite. They'll take you right on over to our Discord where you can meet cool people like Rolo, like Noah Reno, like Slotty, Zenny. If you want to see some really great memes, Zenny is our curator of the Nine Gag universe. She's phenomenal. It's great. Uh, we set up game nights. Uh, we share recipes for stuff. It's it's great. It's a fun place. I love our Discord. I love our people. Uh, so come hang out with us. Come join us um, and just, uh, you know, meet, meet, meet the get people. Come be part of our people. And um, next up, we've got merchandise. Yeah, we do. It's on Redbubble. Redbubble.com. Go to the search box and type in MindGap Podcast, and you'll find our merchandise there. There's the classic Mind Gap logo. There's the I Will Haunt Your Butt logo. And uh, you can get cool stuff like hats, like T-shirts, like sweatshirts and hoodies and tote bags and all sorts of stuff. Pick yourself up something nice and support the podcast all at the same time. I'm, I'm trying to get more designs out there. I've got ideas, but at some point I just have to just like throw up my hands and be like, yo, I need help and get a professional to help me out with it because there's only so much I can do with my limited skills. But I am having fun, so... Yeah, yeah. I gotta mention when I listen back, but it'll smile. Yeah, that's right. When you listen back, it's all about you, Rolo. Appreciate you now. Appreciate you. Uh, and then uh, last but not least, in case you didn't know, we record our podcast live every Tuesday at eight PM Central at twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Also, I host a video game live stream Saturdays at eight PM Central time as well, where I play all sorts of fun games. Last weekend we played Left 4 Dead 2. We got a crew together and had ourselves a dandy fucking time. It was a blast. It was so much fun. We started out playing the campaign on super hard mode. We're playing on realism mode where you can't see the outline of the other people in your party or guns. And it got real hard real fast. Just like my prom night. And it was fun. And then we found I'm ourselves late. I'm <laughs> late with the sound effect. Sound, play it again because I didn't hear anything. You got any sound effects? Oh, I didn't play it. Oh. I was too late. I was just like, nope, missed it. Missed it made me worried. I was like, oh, great. We're going to have real fun later when we play other audio things. So No. There we That's go. still there. We're good. It's always there. That's not the one I was going to play. But go That's right. By the way, so far, I don't like the Captain Marvel film. Okay. Oh, chronological order. Gotcha, gotcha. You're not watching it in release order. Yeah. 
I thought Captain Marvel was fine. But again. Anyway, uh, live streams. Uh, I probably won't be live streaming on Saturday because I've got some guests coming into town. So I'm going to try and make it on Friday. And I've got a game I'm going to try and stream called, uh, what's it called again? Barony. It was five bucks over the weekend. I picked it up. It's like, it's got Minecraft graphics and it's super fucking hard. Okay. And you die like all the time. Like it's so the the point is you die. Yeah, it's 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 like There's a dungeon no crawler, and okay. um, it's you kind of have to get really used to the game to be like, all right, cool to kind of learn what you need to do and not do. The tutorial super fucking hard sets the tone for you. I didn't even complete the whole thing because it was so fucking hard. So, yeah. uh, but it's it's fun. I really enjoyed it. So I think I'm going to uh, I'm gonna probably try and stream that on Friday. So come check it out. See how many times I die. Could be fun. Uh, and then soon Turn it into a drinking game. Right. Every time I die, you drink. Take a, take a drink. It's going to be a terrible way to watch the Marvel movies in chronological order. Yeah, the post credit scenes aren't going to make sense for you, Rolo. Just so you know, it's going to be real weird. Don't um, watch any of them. <laughs> Um, so I need to get some practice reps in. Sure. Guess not. If you're welcome to join me, you can. If you have the game, you can, you can group up and do multiplayer. It could be fun. So, Or is he talking about practice reps for drinking? Who knows? Yeah. Start need- drinking now. Booze it up. Oh, we can do that too. Yeah. Either Whatever way. you need. It'll, it'll you be need. fun. It'll be yeah. absolutely. It'll be super fun. And also in a couple of weeks on the 16th of October, I want you all to mark your calendars now because and Justin, you too. I don't know if you're available yeah. or not. What's up? Jackbox. Party Pack 8 comes out on the 14th, which is a Thursday. Ooh, That's Saturday. Boy. Jackbox games, baby. Pew, 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 pew. We're firing oh, it up. This is the first time I'm hearing about it, folks. You're yeah. you're finding out about it with me live on air. You said the 16th? Yes, October 16th. At the moment, that is free. Save the date, y'all. We're going to be playing some Jackbox games. So it's going to be great. Oh, boy. It's going to be real, real great, man. Oh, boy. Yeah, baby. All right, with we, that, to, we we might need to put some uh, strategic invites out for that game. It would be fun because it's gonna be. I think it's almost entirely new games. I don't think it's anything I've ever like. It, it's all new stuff, so it should be fun to c- try and explore. So, I'm gonna, I'm excited. I'm serious. We might need to we might need to powwow and think about some really strategic, like maybe get some all stars back on or something. That'd be pretty cool. I need to check and see like what the max player limits are for each of those sure. games, so we're not over committing ourselves. But it should be yeah. fun. To see what we can get together. So that'd be well, if it's cool. anything like the regular ones, it's what eight? I think is some the... of them are eight, some of them are six, it, uh, okay. some of them are Got ten. It. So it kind of fluctuates. Understood. So we want to make sure we we get the right amount of people. But I agree. Like we should we should brainstorm. Should <sighs> figure this shit out, man. It'll be great. Yeah. All right. Those are our announcements as usual. Thank you all for suffering through them. Uh, let's get this. Let's get this started. This week with a really cool thing that I just stumbled upon. Like I didn't see this posted anywhere. This wasn't in a news feed. I was just going, I was scrolling through YouTube and I found it listed. It's the Sandman teaser trailer for the comic book Sandman. So excited. I'm so, so fucking excited. pumped. I, I watched the teaser for it, which if you haven't uh, seen it already, uh, for the folks in Twitch, I'm going to go ahead and put it in the, drop it in the chat, the link there for you. Um, it is the perfect teaser. Uh, because if you've read the comic, you realize this is like, I don't know, the first page and a half of the 10 volume series. So it's Holy like the shit. perfect teaser. It, it came out in 1988. The graphic novel. Did. Right. Holy shit. I was thinking like 
95, 96, somewhere in there, but like 10 years earlier, 98 or 88. Yeah. That's bonkers. So really they've been trying to put the Sandman on the screen for probably close to 30 years at this point. Yeah. It has been a long fucking journey and it's gone through so many iterations and Neil Gaiman keeps striking it down because, or kept striking it down because it just wasn't quite right or mm-hmm. the story wasn't there or it felt derivative or something. So many people were attached in the, in the past and like they, it's just, it's exciting to finally see this come to fruition. Yeah. If you're not familiar with Sandman, it's probably, it's one of the few things that when people ask like, Hey man, what, what comics or graphic novels do you recommend? That's usually the top of my list. Like it is yeah. one of the best series. It's probably, I hate to say it's highbrow, but it's a lot more intellectual than a yeah. lot of the stuff that I've read. Um, and it's so unique. It's so yeah. unique. It's it's like part anthology, short story collection, because some of those volumes are just a collection of short stories, but still they move the plot forward, give you more information. And um, it's it's so well done. It's very intricate and it... it it's very Neil Gaiman. If if you're familiar with him at all, it's it's one. Of, it's such a phenomenal series, and essentially, Netflix I think is the perfect place for that. I would say Netflix or HBO, like either one of those would have been perfect. Yeah. And um, I was thinking, based off of what they did with the boys, I was thinking yeah, Prime could be a sure. nice uh, if they if uh, Seth Rogen's company had a deal with them or something like that. But you know, so either many, way, yeah, there's so many outlets for it to go now where it can but be a successful. streaming service makes the most sense. Yes. Movie just was, it wouldn't work, man. Like movies, it's it's not the place for it. No, if they turned it into a franchise, that would that would have killed it. It would have worked. Like to sit with a two two and a half hour film. Like telling what one volume, and then you've got to go through ten of them. It just did. It, that's not it. Uh uh-uh. uh You need you need yeah. the breathing room, and you need because what I what I could foresee because really what this is about is uh, the Sandman is also one of the many names for kind of the character known as Dream. He's one of the endless. There's seven brothers and sisters that make up sort of like the key components of the universe. They've been around since the beginning of time. He is one of seven, and uh, what the teaser shows you. Is, which is the start of the first book, is uh, this old guy essentially doesn't want to die. So he he does this ritual, and he's hoping to capture death, which is also one of the endless. But he accidentally grabs a dream, and he captures dream, and he tries to, like, extract, you know, as much as he can. Like, he wants to, dream to give him something, and dream is trapped in this bubble. And what does that do when one of these seven pillars of the universe right. is out of commission. Like right. people's dream. It's, it sets things in motion that you, that will play a huge part for the whole series just because he got grabbed. And there's a prequel yeah. story out there, which I haven't read all the way through it. That t- talks about how he was able to get captured, which was interesting. I did not know that, which I, I have in a digital copy and I just have not finished reading. I need to go Ooh. back and do that. Very interesting. I need to go. I look. It's been on my my gift list on Amazon for a while. But the Compendium series of Sandman. Mm-hmm. It's the, what's the one of the only graphic novels I think I would actually like to own. Yes. You know me. I don't. I don't like collecting a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, that I would one hundred percent be into owning. Yeah. It, just, it was the first one I got. To, you turned me onto it. You. Were, mm-hmm. It was the first graphic novel I ever read. It's so. It was on so your good. recommendation, and it blew my fucking mind i think i've reread it like three or four times yeah I realize my door is open where have my dog opened my door <laughs> one sec 
I've tried to uh, – I've got 100 bullets, the first volume, Ooh. sitting on my nightstand. I've tried to read it, and I can't get into it. I've read the first story three times. That one – And I can't I – can't, I just can't get into it. I don't feel like that has the best ending to the series, but it was a very cool story. I definitely yeah. enjoyed it. It was – It's. I'd say if you can't push through it, do it. I recommend yeah. it. I think it's, it's right. worth it just because – there's I'm some, so sick of reading that first story. <laughs> there's, it didn't, it didn't play out the way that I thought it would, and okay. it, there, there are some interesting moments in there where I'm like, God sure. damn, like that's yeah. pretty awesome, but not the best. Uh, I'd say that another one I'd recommend is Fables. Fables, okay. that one, so well done. I've talked about it before. Um, uh, it, it essentially takes your fairy tales and. Basically, something horrible happens in their fantasy world. They find a way into what they call the Mundy world, the mundane okay. world, and they 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 magically take over this small spot in New York, and essentially all of these fables live there. Uh, not really all of them. Cool. Not everyone can make it out, but several. Okay. So, like you've got Snow White, who's like assistant mayor. You've got uh, the big bad wolf, who's like the sheriff. Um, you've got the three little pigs. You've got uh, it's absolutely amazing. It's a long series, but sure. fuck, is it good, man? And it, good. it's that's, that's clever, man. It's so good, and you just it's it's so fascinating. It's so well done. It's, it got me thinking. I'm like, oh my god, there's so many fables I barely know anything about. Like, I'm like, who yeah. is this? And I look it up. I'm like, oh shit. You got stuff from like the Jungle Book showing up in there like different characters from that like it, it just expands so far and pinocchio and they all have such interesting personalities there's been like a telltale games game out there called the wolf among us which was great they're making a sequel to that which is really cool and uh it's just it's fascinating dude it's so good jared asked isn't that once upon a time on abc which i'm wondering what came out first like was that series based off of the graphic novel I don't think so. I, okay. I mean, I I don't. I haven't seen Once Upon a Time. I know it was a hit for a while. Um, I think but, we watched the first two seasons, and then we're like, "Cool, we're good." Yeah, I don't know this. the The story itself is so fucking good. Like, it's just yeah, it's phenomenal, and I can't recommend that one enough. That one is absolutely great. So those those are usually the top two ones that pop in my head. I think of like. So you, you would say read. Sandman and Fables yeah. would be the the top two that you would recommend people. Yeah, I remember when when you first read One Hundred Bullets when you finished it. Uh, we had taught, you said, I can't wait for you to finish it to me, uh, saying that we were going to go through and re if, if it was brought to screen, who would we cast in the roles? I have and long so, since forgotten the story, so I'd have to go back and reread it. <laughs> I, well, the thing is, I have been trying to power through it over the last X number of years for that reason specifically, because I'm like, Doug wants to do this as a topic. I've got to try to read this. I've got to try to read this. And man, I just, yeah. Remember correctly, the, the premise for 100 Bolts, which, which got my attention, was uh, the, 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 the line for it is, what if someone handed you a case with a gun with 100 mm -hmm. untraceable bullets? Would you, what would you do with it? Would you? And, yes. And they give you Immunity, a target. A target, gotcha. It's a target who's done something horrible. And if you kill them, there's no way it can ever be traced back to you. And I think you'll get something for it. Mm -hmm. You get money or something for it. 
Yeah, it's more or less remember, like yeah. if you are you're given a weapon with untraceable bullets, a gun, and an opportunity to kill someone, you know, usually who someone, someone who deserves yeah. it, would you do it? And that was like right. sort of like the basis in it. There's this pretty wild story that goes along with it. It's very, very interesting. So, yeah, it was I remember enjoying it. And there was just some moments where I was like, I still have actually a. Uh, I think I actually had it as my background on my Facebook profile. Like, there's this like beautiful one page, like uh, banner. It was just it was so well drawn, and it was a sinister moment where I was like, "Oh shit, this is an amazing <laughs> moment." You know, it's still saved on my computer somewhere. I'm like, "Fuck, they were not messing around. Cool. They were not messing around with this." Oh shit. Um, yeah. So, long story short, um, I really liked the the teaser. I think the yeah. person that got to to play San, uh, Dream, aka Morpheus, was like perfectly cast. I mean, he looks Ezra perfect. Miller? Yeah, yeah. He, it's, was is that Ezra Miller? Yeah, is it? I feel like that yeah. wasn't. Yep, it's the Flash slash uh, the mopey dude from Fantastic Beasts. Really? Yeah, I didn't realize that. No, it's Tom, think, his name. His name's Tom Sturridge. No. Yeah. I looked up Ezra Miller and it showed it showed the uh, the Sandman trailer. Is is not Ezra Miller? I gotta fact check you now. Please, please do. It looks just fucking like him. Tom Sturridge is his name. Wow. Fuck me. Yeah. All right. Tom, hold on. I gotta do it. Tom Sturridge. S T U R R I D G. Sturridge. I love the guy that got to play the Corinthian too, Boyd Holbrook. Hold on, I'm going like to do a side by side with Tom and Ezra. Because with Tom, the pictures in here with the beard look nothing like Ezra Miller. But hold on, no, no, you hold on, you hold the right eye. Forging ahead. Well, Either way, <laughs> it looks it, he. They cast him very well. Yeah. I also think Ezra Miller would have been a good cast. But yeah, also agreed. Yeah. Who did they get to play the Corinthian? We didn't see the Corinthian in the No, trailer, I we? saw he was listed as one of the casting um uh like one of the casting announcement. Yeah. He was he played um he was in Narcos season one and two. He played like sort of one of the main American characters, and he was also in the movie Logan. He played the guy with a bionic arm that was chasing. Oh yeah, yeah, man, that's a great casting. Yes, perfect, perfect casting. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just going. Through. I know the casting around this has has received some. We talked about this yeah. briefly on a previous episode. Casting around this has received some some ire from the internet, but yeah. uh, sh- wrongfully so. Yeah. yeah. What a shock. Uh, yeah. If people can complain about something, goddamn it, it, they will. God gave them that fucking right to do so. You know. So. So yeah, the cast uh, looks strong on this man. I'm excited for the. I'm I'm happy they finally figured out how to how to do it. And based off the trailer, it looks. Sometimes you watch these trailers and you're like, "Ooh, that's cringy. Mm-hmm. This is this is not going to be good." AKA lock I, and key. Even though I was like, "I think the trailer looks good," I was lying to myself. I was lying to myself. I wanted upon, it to be good. Upon looking back at it, you're like, "Oh no, I was wrong." Yeah, I think in the back of my you mind, I knew yeah. just like I knew Terminator Salvation wasn't good. But when I left the theater, I'm like, <laughs> "That was such a good movie" because I wanted it to be good. You know. Yeah, I lied to uh, I just, yeah, I think I don't know. Like this could this could crash and burn. Who knows? 
but based off of that trailer, I'm I'm I think they might have nailed it. So well, the thing that's good is there's a lot of wiggle room with this property because right. Sandman, like I said, is it's a very moldable story. There's a lot of wiggle room, so I'm okay if they want to follow it. I don't know. I think this would be a hard thing to follow. I think there's obviously a through line you need to right. go through, but hey, you can. There's perfect moments to use some of the anthology things as flashbacks because it doesn't happen in a linear fashion. At least the story isn't told and things. I mean, there's amazing things to cover in that regard. And I think it'll be really, really cool just to see, you know, even if the first season is just the first volume. I mean, there's a lot of. I'm fine with that. There's a lot of cool stuff. I mean, actually, I don't know. I I think you could probably do more than the first volume, but who knows? Like, depends how long the episodes are going to be. But true. I'm I'm what I'm excited about is to see who uh who they bring in for directors for the episodes cuz like mm-hmm. you could pull in some real cool like this lends itself to such stunning visual landscapes because you're yeah. playing in the world of dreams. Well not only that man like at some point when you meet you know dreams other you know sisters and brothers like uh-huh. delirium Yes, dude. Like the get, visuals that you could get Taika with TT to to, to direct oh that one. Oh my god! Yes, I would love to see Joseph Gordon Lovett get a shot at one of those since he was trying to adapt it to film. It'd be cool to yeah. see him, you know, get a get a shot at directing one of those. I think that'd be cool. Um, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Visually and just, I don't know, man. I think it'll be really cool. I'm looking forward just to seeing what they do with it. I'm very hopeful. I don't know when the release date is I, for it. I don't think they posted it. Um, I don't know if they would bring him in, but Guillermo del Toro, I think, oh, yeah. would oh, yeah. would be it'd be really cool to see what he would do with an episode if they let him kind of run free with one episode. Oh, dude, that would be amazing. I don't. I'm trying to think like what episode it would be. You know what it would be? It'd probably when Dream goes to hell to retrieve. Oh. Uh, what's who? What's he going oh. after down there? He's going down there to talk to Lucifer. That's what he's doing. Well, because he goes down there a couple he's of times. A trade, right? Well, he goes down there to to trade for an item that he lost, and he gets into right. a, a battle with one of the demons down there. But then he, in volume four, he goes back down there, which is also very interesting. Like, oh man, that would be really, really cool. So that'd be a fun one, yeah. Uh, the show again. Filming. There's like I'm thinking back on how many different now, like the story starting to come back to me. Man, there's so much cool shit they could do with this. Yeah, I love the line in the trailer too. That's like you know it lists some of the names of the endless. It's like, cause the guy <clears throat> feels like he's captured death. It's like death has family, you know, like right. who did you grab? <laughs> like, right. This, this isn't a good thing that you got, that you did. This, this is a very bad idea. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Cause also, yeah. Uh, is the family not going to come to avenge him? Yeah. yeah. You don't know what, what you've wrought on yourself. And I'm sure it's like, it's out of context, but it's like, you're going to need all the help you can get. And it just shows him in the, protective bubble just angry it's like yeah just like staring at the camera that shot where he's looking right dead yeah. right down the lens so good yeah because the thing is that dream is a character that is very stuck on his duties and yes. if you wrong him he holds aggression <laughs> right to a, he's, to he's a fault. relatively relatively chill if he's allowed to do his job yeah if he can do his job he he just goes about it but yeah, yeah the minute that you Either A, prevent him from doing his job or wrong him. Yeah. He no holds a grudge. He, no one no holds a grudge <laughs> worse than <laughs> worse than Dream. So, uh, what yeah. was – um? oh, man. Oh, f- oh, I just watched on the plane ride. I, for some reason, like 
a comfort like my comfort food on an airplane is Deadpool too. I don't know why, but nice. every time I'm on an airplane, I just I I'm flipping through, flipping through. I'm like, I know what I'm gonna land on. I may as well just go to it. United always has Deadpool too. <laughs> so I just came back from San Diego. Drew and I were shooting something out there, and I watched Deadpool two on the way back. And I'm like, yep, this is like the probably the sixth time I've seen it. But I noticed something this time that I don't think I noticed any other time. I think he's got Dream's face mask as a tchotchke in his apartment. Really? Yes. Like there's a there's a gas mask mm-hmm. type thing with where the eyes are lit up kind of yellow mm-hmm. and it's got the long tube going around hmm. the back like and it's sitting on his windowsill in one of the scenes where he and Vanessa are talking to each mm-hmm. other and I I caught it very brief. I'm like, was that Dream's mask? I think that might have been an Easter egg that he threw. And so I haven't verified that. But uh, yeah, if someone wants to go check that out, let me know if that was an Easter egg because I think I think it was. That's phenomenal. It was at top of mind because you and I were going to talk about this. So that's amazing. I'm looking forward to when that comes out. No, no word on when it's released. Yes. They're filming through. I think they filmed through August of this year. So. Um, Oh, so they just wrapped. I think they probably just wrapped. That's what an article I just looked at said. So it'll it'll be some time, but I'm looking forward to that showing up here pretty soon. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So next up on our list is a follow-up on something we we covered uh, a little while ago. We talked about how Epic Games was suing Apple over the fact that um, their whole point was that Apple was holding this monopoly over their... Their stores, you know, like their their digital app stores, and uh, Epic essentially violated their agreement with with Apple by allowing players to buy the in game currency, their V bucks, through Epic's own personal store versus Apple's, because Apple takes a thirty percent cut of all transactions that take place on its store, and in doing so, Apple said they violated their you know agreements, um, and. Uh, and and therefore, you know, was owed money, and so it went to court. And uh, the follow-up on this is that the courts did rule initially on this, and um, the initial ruling was was um, that uh, it was mostly in favor of Apple, but there was a couple key things that I think were interesting. But first of all, just kind of recap how we originally felt about this, because I don't know if my thoughts have actually changed or not, but I think originally... My stance was, look, I get it. 30% sucks to have to do that, like with Apple, to take allow them to take a 30% cut. But Apple is one of the premier places of distribution in the world mm-hmm. for that kind of stuff. Just like Walmart or any of the other massive distributions, they're going to hold the negotiating power for that. A lot of people are like, well, it's, you know, anti-competitive and whatever. And I don't know. It's just one of those things where I'm like, listen... If you want to start your own distribution network for that, I mean, you're welcome to do so. Apple created right. a very strong one, and it's where a lot of people go to find stuff. So I guess you kind of have to play by their rules. Although I know the rest of the world, other courts around the world are also calling into question Google and, and Apple in regards of like, hey, man, these are – you have a monopoly on this. You can't just, you know, bully people. So where are right. your – where's your – do you remember what your stance was on it? My stance – yeah, my stance was you are – you signed up and agreed to the terms and conditions when you became a vendor on their store, and that was the terms and conditions. And in the article that we were looking at here that kind of summed it up, the judge said the same thing of like, hey, look, when you signed up, you didn't call this out as an issue. You accepted it and you moved – you went forward. 
And now instead of saying it's too much money, you're saying that Apple, like Epic is saying Apple should take zero commission whatsoever. They should not charge Epic anything for selling stuff on the platform. And to that, I say, I disagree. Like, I think, I think 30% is steep. Mm-hmm. What well, absolutely. But, you know, even if they halved it, like, if you're going to sell something on the store, if you're using someone else's resources, it stands to reason almost nowhere in the history of commerce have you used someone else's resources and not paid a fee to use those resources. When we host our podcast on Libsyn, Libsyn doesn't just go, hey, we like you guys. Here's a free, like, we're going to host you for free. No, we pay for their services. Mm-hmm. You're paying to have your thing up there to reach X number of, you know, more people. Yes. It is what it is. That's the, that's the cost of doing business. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I think, I, I think, the, I think the debate is where is, where should the price be? Right. Well, Epic, but Epic's thing is that, at least from the article, Epic's thing is that there should be zero commission. Which I think is bullshit. I just, I That's can't, bullshit. I yeah. can't do that. But one of the things I did like that the judge ruled on was that the judge made it so that it's not solely done through Apple. Like the, the, the Apple cannot control right. the only funnel of like in purchase. Cause that's the thing too, is like if any money that people want to spend on the game, I think that's where also, I think I've changed my tune a little bit. Like it's one thing to host my, my product on there. Yes. You know, cool. Oh yeah. If I'm going to charge five bucks for a game, yes, Apple should get a, a percentage of that. But if people are going to buy my <laughs> game and then use my game, and then they want to do microtransactions, and then Apple also gets a cut of that. I, that does seem kind of shitty in that regard. It, if uh, they buy it through Apple, yeah, Apple should get a cut. But I do agree in that there should they should not hold exclusivity of that. If you're going to buy these V bucks, you can only buy it through our platform. If you want to go, I think it's a convenience thing. If mm-hmm. you're in, if you're in the app and you're buying, like you're, and you just want to buy some V bucks excuse me, V bucks, hmm. then Apple gets a cut. But if you're willing to go out of the app, log in like directly to Epic servers, uh, buy it in the game there or however that works, mm-hmm. and then come back to your game in the, or be, come back to the app and then it shows up. Sure. that I think that should be allowed too. And for mm-hmm. whatever they want to charge, that's great. Yeah. But I think, yeah, if you're going to buy it in app through Apple store, then Apple gets a cut. But there's there's zero reason that Apple should retain exclusivity over that. Exactly, it's not their game. They're simply hosting it. And I think that's what I think Steam ran to something similar years ago uh, with EA Games. EA Games like was hosting a lot of their stuff on Steam's platform, and they released sure. a game called Dragon Age Two, and almost immediately violated that stuff because they like allowed people to go buy the downloadable content through their site, and Steam was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" and they booted them off steam interesting yeah and then ea went on to build their own fucking streaming platform because this is just the cycle that we live in where people get butthurt over something that's successful that helps them and they're like wait no i want to make my own because i don't want to pay you shit even though that's where everyone lives is in steam as far as i'm concerned you want to buy a game you go to fucking steam that's where you go in the computer world taking my ball and i'm gonna go home if you want to have that's what ea did because epic has their own fucking thing epic games like platform i never use it but they're right. also the same people that are like, hey, you get this game for free. The $60 game, you get it for free today. Because I think they just want to drive people to their platform 
so that people will buy like get something and then be like oh well i can only play this game through this and now maybe they'll buy something else i'm just like no man steam i have all of my games on steam i'm not going anywhere else (laughs) It makes it from a business standpoint. It, it absolutely makes sense. Like if you can sell direct rather than selling through a distributor, obviously you're going to make more. You stand to make more money in the long run, but mm-hmm. your upfront costs are going to be significantly higher. Yeah, like Steam to in order not Steam Epic in order to spin that up. Now look, they're not hurting for money at all. You know they've they've brought in. I think the article said something like four point two billion dollars since from the transactions. Yeah, yeah, like it's been bonkers. They're doing fine, but it is going to be significantly more money. So it's a most a lot of startups. I can see why they would want someone else to host their stuff because they can make the game, put it up there. Everything gets handled through that, and then they can go back to being creative. But when you've got a behemoth like Epic or like EA, it does make sense from a business standpoint. If you've got the capital stand up your own to stand up your own distribution model or platform, then you do it because you're going to make more money in the long run. Yeah. So just a quick quick correction there. Fortnite generated $4.2 billion over 2018 and 2019 alone. Well, so, just those two years. Those two Shit. years. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, um, Oh, I guess it makes sense. It, I don't think it's been around since 2010. That's it feels story. like it has yeah. been, but. Right. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So they basically were offering a discounted rate to go directly through their site as opposed to Apple's. Sure. And that's what like got them booted $7.99 versus $9.99. Like, yeah. so $2 difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So essentially, you know, <clears throat> Apple didn't get everything. Apple got most of what it wanted, <clears throat> excuse me, but it didn't get everything. I think that originally it said they were pretty pleased, pretty pleased with the, um, with the Apple was over the ruling because essentially they still get to, uh, they're owed 30% of, you know, the revenue from the time in which they were violating and plus anything from the future that happened. So yeah. they still get that. And uh, I don't think Epic Games was super pumped about it but it did at least um allow for um you know some of these companies to be like listen you cannot you have to give consumers a choice and where they want to buy it from and i agree with you if it's like listen i'll pay two dollars extra to get it immediately through the app store or sure i want to support this company i'll go the longer route through their site to get what i need to you know Right. Um, you know, Rolo actually just brought up a good point. He's like, slight off topic, but when I buy a footy shirt, soccer for us Americans, I'd rather go to the club, to the team store rather than a sports store. So his yeah. footy club gets all, all the money. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it's no different than Twitch. People set up donation things so that, you know, cause there's a, a, a split with, with Twitch, obviously on what they get for the subs. So people are like, you just donate to me directly. You know, if you want to do that sort of stuff, just to avoid that. I mean, I don't know, like. I, I'm always looking for the best way to support the people that I, I like. And I ask them, hey, what is the best way to support you? You know, what what makes the most sense? And if I really like something, I'm going to do my best to, you know, pitch in wherever I can. I mean, it's only, we're talking a dollar difference, right? Like 30%, if it's nine ninety nine on Apple and it's seven ninety nine on Steam, 30% of nine ninety nine is two ninety nine. So we're talking just a dollar, right? I guess I'm yeah. confused at why Steam is so or not sorry, not Steam <laughs> Epic. Uh I guess when you break it down like that, like they're already up chart like if you go directly to the to Epic's store they would make it they would make it this, 
they would make There's a dollar one more. more dollar yeah yeah and if you think about that over I, time i guess you know i don't know it's i don't know if you're if you're making if you generated 4.2 billion dollars and yeah. you could you take that times one dollar like that difference you know that 4. adds 2 times one mm-hmm. there you go 4.2 million yeah exactly so Billion, Justin. Billion. Billion. Sorry. Yeah. At, that, at that level of transaction, that stuff makes a difference. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, I guess that's yeah. But the interesting turn of events that just happened recently was that Apple has kicked Fortnite off of its store altogether. Yeah. Uh, I guess originally the agreement was like once everything was square, Apple would bring them back on. But they were like, no, since this is going through an appeals process, right? Essentially, well, there's a breach of trust. Just- and now we're going to basically you can't come on here. So if you have Fortnite on your app, on your app, on your phone, you can still use it. It just won't get updated. And if right. you want to get it, you can't. So it's right. essentially dead in the water sort of thing uh, through the app Apple store. And they were like, listen, this is a breach of trust um, until this is settled and we're good. No. And, right. and Epic was like, this could take up to five years. So essentially you're squeezing us out and they're just like, nah, what do you want me to do? You're correct, is what they said. You are correct. Well, that's the thing with Fortnite specifically is that it's so – like gameplay is predicated on updates. It oh, is so that game tied in with updates. It is insanely updated yes. all the you time have, with wild shit. The There's constant stuff to. happening all the time, stuff that I don't make sense. Yeah. Apple users don't deserve Fortnite. Here's what I'll say to you on that one, Juris. If you're playing Fortnite on your phone, what are you doing? Like – right. Like he says, two updates a week. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't. I don't imagine well, most people are like. I mean, I've seen young kids play it on there. My my uh, my nephew, uh, Jill's yeah. Jill's nephew. He was always playing on his phone because he didn't have a dedicated PC. But I can't. I mean, that's how they were playing. Jervis, so we're of a different era. That, that's all it is. Like, listen, these kids nowadays they do the the hibbity bobbity on their phones. The music. Jared, what do you love more, Superman Returns or Fortnite? Oh, because I know boy. Superman's in Fortnite these days. So, you know, oh boy. Yeah. But is it the Brandon Routh? Uh, <laughs> good question. Because if because if not, what are we even doing here? A good question. Um, um, I would. I, but the thing is, though, it's not just Apple like like Epic has taken out because Google charges 30 percent as well. I think if I'm not mistaken, and Epic's got a lawsuit lobbied uh, against them as well. Yeah. And I think, did if I'm not mistaken, Google took them off their stores, didn't they? Probably. Off the Android store? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, really right now, I feel like Epic is just kind of, they're kicking sand in a lot of faces right now. And I don't know, like, they're playing the long game. Yeah. But is it, is it, do you think it's detrimental to their overall brand to do that? Yeah, I think. Well, I don't, I don't think this had the effect that Epic was hoping for. Yeah. Well, part of the problem is like they didn't actually challenge the commission in their legal arguments. So that was problem number one. So if they, they were just trying said, to achieve that, commission. they yeah. were just like, because the, the judge is like, you didn't challenge that. So no, we're not going to do that. And yeah, you are in violation of your agreement, but right. we will say X, Y, and Z. So um, I would say that um, I appreciate what Epic is doing because listen, I sound like a corporate apologist all the time. Or so, or sympathizer. I'm like, man, Disney. I mean, God, they've got so much going on. Yeah, you got to pay a lot of money. You know, you look at this cool stuff. I'll say it, but again, I'm like, listen. If you have built, if you have built a strong, well-oiled machine, you know, you should reap the benefits from that. But also, 
with a caveat of it with it being within reason. Like you shouldn't be if thirty percent is too high, and a lot of developers are like, listen, man, this is really killing me as a developer. Maybe a conversation should be had about that. But yes. I think we all are in agreement that like, if you're going to use one of the most widely distributed platforms, it's going to come at a cost. Like you're yeah. going to have to deal with that. The cost is negotiable. I think it absolutely should be negotiable. And um, you know, if that's what Epic's trying to do here, because again, it's it's going to take a larger organization to challenge Apple. Your indie studio is not going to be able to be like, hey, can we please um, not do 30%? Apple's going to like, go fuck yourself. Go find something right. else. Like, this is why we're here. And so, I don't know. I think there's some debate in there, but I just feel like, I, I kind of feel like Epic didn't necessarily nail what they were trying to do on this. Yeah, I feel like Epic was was had the right intent at yeah. heart, like maybe in the beginning, but they they should have they should have maybe strategized a little bit more and gone like okay instead of just saying fuck your commission altogether gone like cool can we maybe have it yeah or 10 percent, or what's yeah. what's reasonable you yeah. know or make yeah. it a variable thing not just a straight across the board 30 percent. you know maybe based on based different of- yeah i don't know like based on how it's usage or something like that once you hit, hit a certain threshold or something yeah. the commission sort of like will change up so that way it doesn't kill the indie developers it gives them in there and if you're like super killing it like epic is maybe there's a higher rate but maybe it's just not 30 percent. i don't know right you know i mean yeah make it make it a quarterly update or something like that like based off of your sales per quarter this is like you've got a range or, or a tiered uh, a tiered system where yeah. you're like cool so between this and this sales this mm-hmm. is your commission rate you you know, eclipse the sales in one quarter. Now here's your new, and it, yeah, you gonna tell me that uh, Apple doesn't have people who can do math like that? I beg to differ. It's probably easier just to do your standard rate of thirty percent across the board, but you know, or your industry standard three thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, just one, saying one way yeah. or the other. You know, it's, it's, it's it all comes out in the wash. Yeah, yeah. I definitely want things to be fair for people. I don't understand that industry enough to you know. I have my thoughts. I'm like, well, if you're gonna use it, you gotta pay for it. But it's like also if it's killing you, it's killing you. So that maybe that's a conversation to have. But I don't know. I think Epic's trying to do the right thing. Yeah, but they're doing it in a poor. Poor, poor execution. I think maybe the I way agree. To... I think yeah, their the intent is there, but their their execution on it has been significantly flawed. Yeah, and it have, might has might have done more harm to their cause than it has done good. We'll yeah. we'll see how the appeals play out. Yeah, and if they change, maybe they change their tune in the appeal process. Maybe they refine what they're. I don't know if you can do that, but I definitely think they need to. I think they need to hone in a little bit more on what they're asking. Let's check back in in episode 1500 and see what's going on with, uh, <laughs> with the Apple versus Epic. Because it will still be going. Check back with us then. We'll see what's, we'll see what's yeah. happening. All right. Before we go on to like our great events, Justin, I think we have something special we haven't had in a couple of weeks that I'm really excited to talk about. Hold on to your butts. You got the questions. We got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical, 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 I love that last bit. That's good. Real well done. Thank you. Hey, so, so excited. We're back. We've got ourselves an ass practical Doug. Uh, so this one. Who's this come from, Justin? All, this one comes all the way from the East Coast of the... United States of America from Mr. Slotty. So he asks, does 
jump humping for your friend count as a threesome? Now, you may be going, what is jump humping? Well, allow me to explain to you. So based off of this... uh, I'm sorry. I just, I just realized. Did you just see? I just saw. <laughs> we both saw it at the same time. Oh man! So this this screenshot was posted in our uh, Discord, and I just realized what the top screen name was for, yep. for for this whole thing. And its screen name is Iowa State is a wet fart. <laughs> I. Uh, I love the fact that we both we both <laughs> saw each other realize that at the exact same time. Oh my god! Okay, so so someone posted a a video, which uh, it, like a TikTok, I guess. It says when your bestie is uh, called to soak in a BYU dorm and you have to jump hump for her, and so someone posted below that. Can someone translate this into English? Which is exactly what Doug and I were like. The fuck does this mean? So someone else said, some Mormon teens have convinced themselves that putting a penis in a vagina and then not moving is not sex. That's called soaking, which, A, is just a gross up and down. Jump no, not up and down, Justin. Just sorry, stagnant. It's stagnantly gross. So jump humping is when you get someone to jump in the bed next to you while you're soaking to get some friction going without you technically causing the movement. So you are sitting there with your P in the V and someone is standing on the bed next to you, jumping up and down, causing the thrusting motion. And it's look, it's not my fault that we're doing this thing. So that is jump humping. So Slotty's question again, if you're jump humping, so if two of your friends are soaking, <laughs> two of your friends are soaking and you're jump humping, is that a threesome? Practical Doug, what say you? Practical Doug has a lot of issues with this whole situation. <laughs> starting, Wait, let's let's spell it out. Let's take me through your thoughts. Starting process. with the whole process of just this idea of finding workarounds with sex. I knew a girl in college. Now, granted, let me let me take this back. I don't know this, but the rumor was that this girl was cool with anal sex because she was saving herself for marriage. Now don't know if that was true her, her demeanor i think that's more of like the emergency fart is probably what that would be like you know you think yeah yeah, it's, yeah yeah for sure so let's talk about <laughs> we're showing some signs of being fucking wet <laughs> Dude, you are fucking killing it with the sound drops. <laughs> Absolutely killed me. Um, Someone clip that. Uh, woo. Uh, so that the, the thing is, like, I, I saw that I was like, just have sex. Like, if, if you're right, if you're like, yeah. I'll, I will do anal sex because I gotta save my vagina for marriage. It's like, just have sex. Like, why is it this thing that's like you can't do this until right until we're married? Which, by the way, is a terrible idea. Why would you wait to have sex with someone until you were married? That's the worst wedding night ever you don't know really what you like the other person doesn't know what they like you don't know what you're doing and it's just fucking scary and taboo and weird and like why would you want to wait to do that like yeah jared says i'm saving my butthole for marriage there you go there you go Uh, fuck me slutty there you go exactly yeah you know 
I heard, <laughs> I heard this is really popular at religious universities because it doesn't count. Like you still put it in, it counts. That's what that's what casually will. Yeah, like absolutely, no, it does not count. You're soaking at that point. You're soaking. We're gonna soak. <laughs> because that's the thing. I, it, it's just it's. I can't. I can't wrap my head around it. Practical Doug can't soaking, because soaking makes Justin's not happy. Don't it's, like soaking. It's just it only counts if you come. Just don't come in there. Thank you. That's the most practical thing I've ever heard of. Right? It only counts if you yeah. make eye contact. See, there's all these things. Like my issue with it is just that if you've gone all the way to insert yourself into somebody, like it's the deed's done, man. Right? Isn't that called dipping? <laughs> I think it's just—is that, that just the tip? Is that just dipping in? You're dipping your toe in, you know, dipping, foul just dipping. Just for a second, just to see how it feels. Yeah, like it's—that's—that's it, that's the thing I want to ask these people is that like, if you're, it, how do you? Okay, so in the act of soaking, you've got to get it in first, right? Mm-hmm. Is is that initial thrust not the act? But the thing is, like, you're just, just because you don't follow it up with more thrust, well, you're hey. in. Just, uh, but they're just putting it in. They're just leaving it there. All right? They're just leaving it Maybe there. Maybe they put it in soft. Yeah. Oh, right? no. And then they work it from First there. of all, I don't think that's possible to put it in soft. I don't think that's how that... I differ. I don't... I, <laughs> 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 My anniversary night two years ago says otherwise. Um, Obviously, not, you've never been drunk off whiskey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's just... I don't fall up putting pork in a tub of liquor. <laughs> well, casually will like this. Not if your friend pushes you in and then jumps on the back. I just see this playing out as like a horrible prank gone wrong by the friend. Oh, just, oh God. I don't fall up putting pork in a tub of liquids and then put it in more liquids. <laughs> so, okay. okay. All right. Well, we're we're getting, I love it. The, the chat's all over this yes. and I appreciate this. But Please here, keep that up. But yes, yes, we need to get back on topic here for the podcast. And, and the thing is that it's if you're if you're like listen listen just just do oral sex if that's the case just do oral sex if you don't if you don't want to worry about the penetration or you're like so concerned just do oral sex then you'll be good to go problem solved as far as i'm concerned you're good to go but the second someone is penetrating you or you are penetrating someone like guys you've crossed the threshold just That's at that it. point, just go for it. All right. Just accept it and and, and have fun. Go go to yes. town. Yeah, yes. Just just do it. All right. Because if you're like, well, I'm just soaking, and then you get your friend, which is super weird for people that are so sexually repressed to bring someone into the room to be like, okay, we're under the covers. Will you jump on the bed so right. that I can I come? Say, like, so now we've talked about we've talked about this concept of like rationalizing and soaking. Now let's move on to the actual jump pumping. Yeah. You're inviting a third person uh, who is also presumably equally as religious as you into the bedroom. And this is now what's happening. How is that not even fucking worse? Right. From a moral standpoint. Because let's also let's talk about this. Right. You're going to have to jump on that bed pretty fucking hard. Right. Right. Like, because this is not this is not just a, a bump, a bump, a bump, a bump, a bump. Right. Like, you're probably going to have to get in like. You're straddling the couple, right? You're like probably straddling, yeah. and you're going to be doing the exercises I just learned recently from Darulk, where they're like, you know, gorillas, or like, yes. uh, you know, just like, boom, boom, boom. Just like, you're going to be like, just jackhammering right. this with your legs, in which case I'd be just like, dude, you do it yourself, man. Now, luckily, 
these people are probably so pent up that you probably won't have to jump hump for long because, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> Noah says life begins at jump hump. <laughs> there you go. We get, we're now we're getting somewhere. I'm going to make a sign and put let's, that with the folks who are down the street from me. Let's talk about jump humping. Yeah. Are they using condoms or is that against the religion? There's a lot of great follow-up questions. Conception yes. begins with asking a third party to fuck with you. <laughs> Conception begins with asking a third party to jump right. in your bed. I could talk about this for a whole other episode, but let's get back to the question at hand. The question is, if you're assisting someone, your you're, you're fr- two friends with, with yes. by jump humping, is it a threesome? I'm going to say yes, because of the way I'm envisioning it. This isn't just a, a light bounce on a trampoline. This is, you might as well be doing the thrusting for them. The amount of, A, the bed should be pretty shitty. Because it's going to need to have a lot of bounce. If you've got a Tempur-Pedic memory foam, if you've got a memory foam mattress, then you're not going anywhere. That that thing is, you're not getting any sort of movement. So you're going to have to be like, hold on, and just like a gorilla, just smash into that bed. And yeah, you are participating in the act. You would might as well be the third person, one hundred percent jump pumping. Is is if you're participating, you're in a threesome. Done. I don't have like a Doug has ruled like gavel bang or something. We should get some like really cool like guitar lick like you know <laughs> Doug is uh, <laughs> that's it. Hold on, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> if you're a witness to sexual acts and you jerk off to it later, you're in a threesome. <laughs> Fatality. There we go. There it is. Yep. There you go. You can't put your dick in me. I'm saving myself for marriage, but you can put your whole fist up inside up the elbow. God's cool with that. Yeah. I guess that's the other thing too is if you bring someone in it like to to do this jump hump yes they have to they're 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 getting into it full body and they're they're really going they have to rock that bed for you but they're being brought in there explicitly for the act of sex cuz the thing is they're there to aid in the act of having sex and so that which is the very definition of a threesome <laughs> exactly so that right there makes them a willing participant thus bringing them into the fold of a threesome yes because also the thing is they like i feel like the the folks that are doing this are like it was an accident we didn't do it it's like you invited someone in with the intention of jumping on the bed so that you could come that right i'm sorry it's just such a weird just saying it over and over it's such a weird concept yeah. It's just a weird concept. Just that you would have to invent so many loopholes. Like Nike just said, get it. like Nike said, just do it. All right. Just do it. Just fucking do it. All right. Because yes. you, you, you're not, you're lying to yourself. You fucking did it. All right. You did it. And you and did it in a really weird hump, way. I'm sorry. Right. That's, that's weird that you did that. <laughs> yes. And if you're going to jump hump, also wear Nikes. Because yeah. they offer wonderful ankle support. And not only that, if you got plantar fasciitis, you know, you got to get that support, go. you know. Man, you don't want to fuck with that. Is that how the Virgin Mary got pregnant? That's a great question, Jared. That's a that's a question for another time. So let's bank that. Bank that Man. for another time. Whew, that got me all hot and bothered. So, guys, if you have a question and you want it answered... You can uh, submit your question via email, uh, mindgappodcast at gmail.com. Uh, any of our social medias, 
You can hop on our Discord. We have a channel set aside just for Ask Practical Doug. There's a specific Ask Practical Doug channel that you can get your question asked. Because you've got questions. Practical Doug has answers. I'm here for you, baby. Today, I got you. Jump humping is a threesome. That's right. That's it. Boom. Fucking A. Fucking A, bruv. Yeah. Practical Doug solves another case. Here we go. I've I've got a question for you. Oh yeah. Welcome to the throwdown. My oh question for you yeah. Is who would win between these two people? All right. This week, on this week's throwdown, we've got. I love the uh, I love the notes that come along with these now. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Did you want to do the drum roll? What's the goofy? Sorry, yeah, I was too busy <laughs> trying to find. Like, what's the goofy stuff? This week's throwdown is the character Star Killer from The Force Unleashed versus Omni Man from Invincible. All right. What is Star Killer? So he is a oh. he is a an interesting character from a series that I never played, but I thought was pretty cool. Lord Starkiller. Did you ever watch Invincible? Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. That's right. I couldn't remember. Loved it. Yeah. All right, so I'll I'll start with uh, Starkiller here. Um, Starkiller, born Galen Marrick, also known as the Apprentice, is the dark Jedi anti-hero main protagonist of the Star Wars Force Unleashed project. So powers and stats. Let's talk about he's he's at least a five B. I don't know what any of that shit means. Such an old two things that make me feel old right now. Instagram and this shit, the tiered stuff. Like I just Doug and I, I had a long conversation about Instagram. I got today. so mad. And for the record, Justin, I talked to Jill about it over lunch, and she gave me yeah. the same look. How I was like, I couldn't figure this out. She's like, What are you talking about? And I was like, Don't make me feel dumb again. Anyway, okay. So so it's safe to say that you don't like Instagram. I hate Instagram. Fucking hate it. Stuff is stupid. Stuff is dumb. Doug hates stuff. Yeah. Here we go. So powers and abilities. So he's he's human. He's force adept. He's a Sith assassin slash apprentice, and he's a redeemed Jedi. So powers and abilities. Mostly it's force stuff, right? Superhuman physical characteristics, precognition, force enhanced reflexes, clairvoyance, blah 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 blah, blah all that sort of shit that he can do. Um. He can, he can harm intangible ghost-like beings. He battled with defe- and defeated Obi-Wan Kenobi's first ghost. Didn't know that. Interesting. Attack potency, planet level, comparable to a pre-A New Hope Vader and should be superior to the, to the likes of Yarel Poof. Wow, what a name. There's a name for you. What? Who the hell is Yar, Yarel Poof? Don't worry. It's not worth looking into. At least planet <laughs> level. Uh, should be stronger than his old self having fully embraced the dark side, battled with and killed a new hope Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, and defeated his force ghost, effortlessly toyed with Empire Strikes Back, Luke Skywalker. Where where did he, where was this guy from? It's from a video game series. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oof. His speed, uh, relativistic, he kept pace with the likes of Darth Vader, faster than light reactions and combat speed, lifting strength, peak human, can be augmented as superhuman thanks to force, class G, telekinesis, so he brought down an errant Imperial class star destroyer, which that was a cool teaser for that, for that game. 
Uh, let's see here. Striking Street, Planet Class. Jesus Christ. People of matching Darth Vader and Melee, at least Planet Class. Durability, Street Level. What does level. Planet class, class mean? I'm assuming... Like you can destroy a planet with the strike? I don't know. That's a good question. I'm old. Right. Stamina, very high range, whatever. Lightsaber shit. Standard equipment, two lightsabers. Intelligence, fairly competent tactically. Uh, weaknesses, probably possibly prone to insanity due to being potentially an unstable accelerated force using clone of the original Starkiller. Uh, and he's got a bunch of other shit. So, okay. Definitely pretty powerful. I think we can all agree to that. So, Justin, take us through Omni-Man. Mm, okay, I will. Omni-Man <clears throat> from Invincible. So his powers and abilities. Well, he's alien. He's at least 2,000 years old. Um, superhuman physical characteristics. Enhanced senses. Uh, he's got flight, longevity, regeneration, mid to low. Can hold his breath for two weeks. That's impressive. Telepathy has alien technology in his ear, allowing him to transmit and hear others' thoughts. Uh, Reactive evolution. The uh, vitrum, is it? uh, Viltrium. Viltrumite. Viltrum, yeah. Uh, DNA aggressively repairs itself over time for different contexts, such as reproduction with other species or long-term survival. Resistance to absolute zero and high heat. Uh, so he can survive in space. Uh, attack potency, multi-continent level. Um, speed varies from massively hypersonic to relativistic plus. Superior to an early invincible and pre-boost alien. Massively FTL plus with space for oh, what the fuck. <laughs> He's fast. I feel like half of the fun of this is reading through these these sites, which are just like things that we don't understand. Right? It's it's my favorite thing. Massively FTL plus. That's faster than light. Cool. (laughs) Fucking Tom Love plus. (laughs) Uh, Lifting strength. At least class G. Cool. Uh, Striking (laughs) strength. Multi-continent class. Durability. Multi-continent level. Stamina, virtually inexhaustible stamina. His range, standard melee range, tens of kilometers with shock waves. Standard equipment, nothing notable, just fists and his dick. Intelligence, above average. Mastery of various Viltrumite combat techniques and skills. Thousands of years of experience fighting both powerful and diverse enemies who have various abilities and powers. His weaknesses, the smart atoms of Viltrumites cannot withstand high temperatures for long periods of time with prolonged exposure, heavily weakening their strength and durability as the atomic bonds are ripped apart. That sounds ouchy. Pinpoint high intensity sound waves can disrupt the inner ears and highly sensitize equilibrium, disrupting their flight, uh, pain, potentially death. There's a scourge virus. Uh, it's a specially engineered virus that kills his kind. And that's it. Um, I, I, my initial reaction is Omni-Man. Um, while I think Starkiller has a lot of great abilities, um, I think what Omni-Man brings to the table is 2,000 years of experience. And he's fought a variety of enemies who have various abilities and powers. But his attack potency is multi-continent level, whereas Starkiller is planet level. Planet level, comparable to a pre 
New Hope Vader and should be okay. <laughs> I don't know what planet well, level attack. You know what? I'm is. just gonna do this. Planet level attack <laughs> potency. Spelled that wrong. <laughs> oh, Tier. So, so is it what? What is he? Five B? Does it say? Uh, yeah. Star Killer's five B. Yeah. So it, it's just, <laughs> motherfucker. It says energy and tons of TNT equivalent. I don't need that. <laughs> I need like give me a comparison. Like, yeah. Oh, his tier. Well, okay, so Omni Man is six A. Thirty-three more rows. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. Ten C low. Six A. Okay. Level energy in conventional terms. Joules high to low energy ratio. You fucking idiots. <laughs> I hate this. I hate so, this so much. Omni Man is is something that can can destroy multiple continents or those who can easily harm characters with multi continent level durability. All right, let's not get too lost in those in those sort of stats that we don't understand. What okay. I would say is that um um I, I feel like Star Killer his telekinesis and stuff like that. I think would be very powerful. But Omni-Man moves at such a speed as we've seen in the show and as well as like what I've read in the comics, which essentially was the first season on, on Amazon Prime, that I don't think Starkiller would be able to perceive it. I know it says that his reaction is high, but I just don't think it's... I mean, we well, got to think about it too, because what can they do? They can block blaster bullets that are coming their way, right? Like, so they can sort of, like, perceive that. They have a little bit of yeah. foresight. So to some extent, there is some ability with that. But here's the thing. Starkiller takes one punch from Omni-Man. He's dead. Starkiller, you would argue that the longer he held the saber on Omni-Man, eventually he would do damage. But I just, I, yeah. don't, I don't think the strikes initially, because it said prolonged exposure to high temperatures causes problems. I don't think one slash is going to cut it. And I think You don't with, think he could use the force to get in there and rip Adams apart? That's a good question. I don't think so. Because he can battle a force ghost. He can. I feel like that's some high level. Sh I, I mean, feel like a force ghost is like, you know, when you make a reduction and it's just like the pure flavor of the thing you're doing. Mm -hmm. I feel like a force ghost is the highest possible like form of that. Like it's fully reduced. You've gotten rid of all the excess mm -hmm. shit and that's just pure force. Mm -hmm. So if he can beat a force ghost. I don't know the context of that, so I can't comment on it. I'm like, I don't know. Um, but what kind of fan are you? I know, right? Um, I think. But Omni Man has fought multiple. What did it say? Uh, multiple enemies with various abilities. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, think about what you know. Spoilers for the show Invincible. When Omni Man fights those other superheroes, he takes a beating, but he fights like six of them at one time. That's true. It's and very true. Think of what they had at their disposal. I mean, and he was able to not only weather those blows, but I mean, he beat the shit out of them. He killed them. And so I feel like, um, 
him going one-on-one with Starkiller, all he needs to do is land one blow and it's over. Like, he, he touches Scar- Starkiller, it's, it's it. He, he punches a hole right through his body, you know? Star, Starkiller yeah. cannot make a single mistake. Right. He has, he has if he zero doesn't have his force up all the time, and yeah, that's, yeah. He's absolutely screwed, whereas Omni-Man just, he just zooms around. I mean, it's... Right. It's game over. Like, it's... I, I think he brings way too much to the table. He's got fucking laser eyes. You know, like... I'm just wondering, too, like, if Omni-Man's going, can Starkiller use the Force to stop him midair? You know I what think I mean? that's possible, but he has to be able to catch it and stop it. But that's it. that... That's that... You're using the Force to... The precognition. Agreed. But does, is it a situation where... I mean, because you said... I mean, Jedi always say, like, I sense something, right? So it's possible he could sense him. But right. is it going to be enough? Because I mean, if he could, he could bring a star destroyer down. Like that's his 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 powers are formidable in that regard. Could he get into Omni Man's mind? Because he's got mind manipulation. He does. That is a possibility. But again, I'm thinking what weapons are at Star Killer's disposal. I think the lightsabers could eventually become effective, but it would take a lot of time. Like again, like a slash here or there is not going to cut it. And I don't even know if, if he stabs initially. He would probably have to leave it there. For it to eventually cause trouble, breakthrough, yeah, yeah. But, but I I'm just yeah. wondering if he could could he get into Omni Man's mind and make Omni Man turn against himself, make him doubt himself, you know, make him. I'm just saying somewhere else. I mean, who's just to make say him punch himself in the mouth? I'd also think you know Omni Man's fought in his two thousand years, guys with tele- telepathic and telekinetic abilities. Well, you'd so, have to assume, right? Yeah. yeah, like he's he's seen a lot. So that two thousand years thing that's a that's a that's a bitch. That's that is, man. There. You think about all the experience that you've had, and not only that, Omni Man's a stone cold killer. Like that guy. Not yeah, to say that Star really Killer is. is. I mean, Star Killer is, is raised as you know an assassin. You know, he has I mean, Star Killer has eclipsed Vader level. Like he's on he's it. on par with Vader, like peak Vader. He's on par with that stuff. But I thought it said that he passed him. In some it? ways, he has. Like I said, at the yeah. very least, he's on par with him. And, and Vader's a formidable. Uh, person, but again, they're human at the end of the day. Yeah, Omni Man is a Viltrumite, and that guy has been around a while. He's seen a lot. He's conquered shit. So, the idea of Starkiller is Vader if Vader wasn't half robot. Yeah, very true. I think there's again, Star Starkiller Starkiller cannot make a mistake. That's true. I get. I'm looking at durability, and it says planet level with force amplification. So if Omni Man is at continent level striking force, and Star Killer has planet level durability, but that's with force amplification, and also his stamina is very high. Omni Man's is near unlimited. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the other thing is that if Omni Man just after a while, Omni Man could probably just take him down, or or, or wear him down rather. Okay, not like that. What's Star Killer gonna do? Run away? Omni Man's <laughs> gonna fucking chase him down. Like it's it's. I, I I think the odds are stacked in Omni Man's favor. Not to say that Star Killer couldn't pull it off, but if you run the simulation, I think Omni Man wins majority of the time. Yeah. Yeah. What's the weakness again? Possibility a possibly prone to insanity due to potential unstable accelerated force using. So he's insane. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Well, look, it's a it's a it's a rough battle. It was fought well, but I at the end of the day, I think we got to go. Ah!
That was a really good one. Thank you, Council yeah. of, of Elders. Good. That was a really good one. I I love it when I have to really think about that shit. It's good. Very, very good. And let us know if you guys disagree. And yeah. give us a rationale. Don't just say you guys are wrong. Let us know why. Yeah. I'd love to hear other thoughts that we haven't considered. So, by all means. Uh, Justin, what do you got to recommend this week? Uh, so, when I was out in San Diego, Drew showed me a film that I really ended up liking called Scare Me. Mm. And it is by Josh Rubin, and it takes place in a cabin. It's him and actually uh, the the woman the woman from The Boys season two mm-hmm. who plays uh, Star. No, have the you Nazi? seen you've seen The Boys? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. All I can think of is Star Killer now. Yeah, whatever so her name is. Yeah, so it's her and the guy who wrote directed it also stars opposite of her. And the uh, the other person is uh, Chris Red from SNL uh, fame. Oh, nice. Um, and Rebecca Drysdale. So it's only four cast members. The, most of the movie, we only follow Josh and Aya Cash. Uh, I don't remember what their names are in the actual uh, uh, film. Stormfront. The log- Thank you. Uh, the logline is two strangers tell scary stories in a Catskills cabin during a power outage. But the thing about it is the sound. So as they're telling the stories, they start to like you would as a kid. They start to buy into the stories, and so as 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 she's describing, you know, the old woman who lives in the attic, you hear creaks, and then you hear you know this and that. So you start to the 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 sound design and the way it was shot are fucking brilliant. And you know me, I'm not a huge. Uh, scary movie guy I, like i'm typically i i don't like slashes i don't really dig on scary movies this i would actually i would legitimately watch again like if you wanted to watch it i'd say i'm coming over let's take let's watch it All right. it was really good so i strongly recommend uh it's called scare me and it's on shutter because drew mm. subscribes to that i'm sure it's available elsewhere you could probably find it elsewhere um it looks like it's on sling too i guess but yeah, take a, take a look at Scare Me. I really, really think that you're going to like that movie. And then uh, also Ted Lasso. Check that out. Doug, what do you got? Uh, uh, Noah and I alluded to it last week, and I watched um, all the episodes. Star Wars Visions, man. Like It was a great show on Disney+. Plus. Nice. Um, short films ranging from 13 minutes to 22 minutes. I think there's only like nine or ten episodes. Really fun. Um, didn't love all of them. There was one in particular that I found to be kind of annoying. But for the most part... I really enjoyed it because um, it's like it's the Star Wars stories that we need. It's these short, qu- these these quick things that are like, oh, cool, like, this thing happened, and then you don't get a full backstory, you don't get a full epilogue. It just happens, and it's really cool. I like that. Um, I feel like there was a stipulation that every single one had to have the line, "I've got a bad feeling about this," because I think every single episode, some character says that. Okay. Um, which I was like, is it eh. is it from something? Or? It's from the original series where Han would be like, I got a bad so feeling bad about feeling. this. Okay. And then everything else, it's like, we got to put that in there. It's like, oh, fuck yourself. But animation's amazing. And um, it's got very like Japanese, like old school vibes on a few of them, which are really, really cool. Um, yeah. Animation is just phenomenal. It, it's It was a nice way to see sort of like a combination of like, old world and like star Wars, star wars like mixed together i love that. very cool 
I highly recommend it. Um, animation styles are just unique for each studio that did it. It's it's worth checking out. So Star Wars Visions, available now on Disney+. Plus. Uh, check it out. Uh, you should also check out uh, MindGap Podcast on all social medias at MindGap Podcast. Also check out our YouTube channel uh, where we post full episodes there as well as highlights from the show and the stream itself. And then, uh, you know, be sure to like us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Podcast. Click the little notification bell so you'll know whenever we go live, which is typically every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Time for the podcast and Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central for the podcast. But this week, that's on October the 1st. Uh, I'm going to plan on streaming that night, which is on Friday. Um, have ourselves with fun with some Barony. Barony is the game I'm hoping to be playing, so... Check us out there and be sure to check out Justin online as well. On Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, all those places. You can uh, rate us, review us, like, subscribe, share. The big one for us is sharing. Well, the big one for us is all of the things I just mentioned. So do those things and make us happy. And then twoeastdates.com slash mindgap. And then keep an eye on all of Two East Eight stuff. We got, uh, let's see, Sid is out. Life and Debt is very fast approaching the finishing line. And then we've got Peekaboo Man, which Drew's hoping to have our first horror short done by in time for Halloween for his high holiday. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> what else we got? There's one more I thought we had in post, but I guess not. Anyway, we've got things coming up, so keep an eye. Keep an eye, y'all. With that being said, I want to say, Justin, thank you. Doug, it's good to be back. Thank you. Twitch, thank you for all of your lovely insight. Listeners, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.